In this episode of the Choosing Happy podcast, I speak to Mayella Maxwell, a coach and intuitive healer, and it's a really powerful conversation. It was such a pleasure, and she bears her soul and all of her fantastic knowledge about consciousness, and most importantly, about how to connect to that quiet space within so that we don't react negatively to what's happening in the world, so that we can choose how we move forward and choose our happiness. This is such a powerful episode. I really do recommend you listen to it all the way through. This is Heather Masters, and this is the Choosing Healthy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Mayella Maxwell, an intuitive healer and coach about her journey in life transformation over the last few years. Hello, Mayella. Hello, Heather. Nice to be here. It's lovely to have you. And can you begin by just telling us a little bit more about yourself, what you do, who you help and how you help them? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it might take more than a little few minutes. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been a coach since 2020. Um, no, 2020, since 2000, sorry. Get my years correct. Um, and around about 2008, I looked at uh, something called theta healing and I was really drawn to it. So I learned about it. I ended up teaching it and use it regularly with my clients. Amongst other things, I've also trained in family constellation work um, and done a lot of personal development work. Uh, so how I help my clients really is, I suppose in a nutshell, it's really getting them to be clear about who they are and loving who they are. Um, a word that I started using, uh, which seems to be collecting a bit of baggage, but I know what I mean by it. And that word is sovereignty, which is about being true to who you are. So having sovereignty, having personal sovereignty is having... Um, integrity with yourself, fully self-expressed, no limitations to, to your own desires, so you don't limit yourself. Um, it's, it's about being fully self-expressed and really owning who you are. And so in a nutshell, I suppose I'm having uh, sessions with clients where I'm helping to remove the barriers, the stops, the limitations to them being fully self-expressed, to them being sovereign, to them having, to being true to who they are and, and also to recognize who they are. So many of us just don't recognize our own power. Um, and I mean power in a gentle way, not in a forceful way. Um, so, 
yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. It's helping people get release themselves from limiting beliefs, given that our beliefs pretty much run our lives. And how we are in life depends upon what we believe. Our actions depend upon what we believe. And often how we are and what we do or don't do limits us. And so I'm helping to, to release and get rid of the negative limiting beliefs and downloading new powerful beliefs that people want. Well, I think I hope that answers your question. Um, well, just a, a little bit more on that for those who don't know what CETA healing is and what mm -hmm. you mean by downloads, and, and also a little bit on the, the sovereignty, um, the knowing who we are, is that in connection with our, our connection to spirit, to source, to God, whatever we want to, to call it, the, mm -hmm. recognizing that divinity within us, is that partly? What it is as That's well. part of it, but it's also, so yes, it, the spiritual side of, of things are sort of inclusive in, in what I do, but initially you want to be able to know that you are strong, that you're powerful, that you can do whatever you wish to do, that your mind um, is is strong, that you're physically strong or or whatever you believe that you're not and that's something that you want to change that can be changed by your belief system um and that's what i mean when i say download so what i'm doing is in my connection to source energy and some people call that god universe um there's a lady a writer called pam grout calls calls it the dude um, which I think is brilliant. Um, but in whatever that, whether you believe in God or not, it's not. This is not anything to do with religion, but it's it's that force that is the force, <laughs> that energy that is uh, all powerful, and we are part of that energy, and that that energy is within us, and it's it's who we are. Um, Sorry, I've lost the question. Ask me the question again. <laughs> um, it, it was just, you know, I explained a little bit about theta healing. and Oh, about theta. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, yes, for the downloads are really, it's energetically downloading into the, the person, the belief, the new belief systems. Now, I can't do that without their permission. If they say no, then it isn't going to go. Um, so, obviously, I need their permission in order to do that. And... Uh, with theta, it happens pretty much instantaneously. If there's no other belief blocking it, the people who want the new belief will get it. So much so that I, I send out a daily email with a download. Um, and if somebody reads it, says yes, they want it, they will get the energy of that. And one of the tools I use is a uh, muscle testing because our bodies are highly intelligent and our bodies know, we have a knowing. And what I use is something called the sway test, it's a muscle test. And 
what I'm testing are the beliefs. So we can muscle test the beliefs that we hold and then change them. And then I muscle test again after the change. And usually it's changed, as I say, unless there's another belief there that's that's blocking it. Um, so that's really what happens in theta. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using my intuition, my intuitive sense, my psychic sense to tune in to my client and using that connection to source, I what I usually get is I'll get some kind of information. I'll either get words or I'll get a uh, like a picture yeah. uh, or some scenario, which is nine times out of 10 is symbolic. Uh, and then I discuss that with the client, and we, from that, we'll we uncover the belief systems that are subconscious. Because the majority of our belief systems that we that that limit us are subconscious. We're not necessarily conscious of them. Yeah. In fact, I believe that it's something like ninety percent of our belief systems are subconscious. So you know, there's a hell of a lot there to uncover. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's fascinating. I completely love it. It's just extraordinary. And I'm mixing that with uh, the work I did on uh, family constellations, with inner child work, with um, just general coaching. It's It works incredibly well. It covers so many areas of life. And how long are the sessions generally? Oh, the sessions... I usually say an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. Sometimes it goes on a bit longer. Uh, it depends. I don't have a fixed time because if I'm in the middle of something, then I'll make sure it's complete before we finish uh, the session. So it's at least an hour. Maximum is tends to be around an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half. Now, I know you've, you've taken a bit of a, a break from advertising and promoting your sessions mm. over the last few years while, while you've gone through your own personal transformation. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Sure, sure. Yes, it's been quite a journey. Uh, I was married and got divorced and split up and left the home in 2019. No, 2018. And I didn't know where I wanted to live. I wasn't sure about carrying on my business. I was in a state in a state of just not knowing. And although I had practiced this quite a lot as I've been doing my own personal development work, I got to the point where I on a daily basis just sat and followed my intuition. I would meditate. I was meditating anyway, but this kind of got me into a, a different level of meditation where I I was using the meditation to find out what's next, what do I do? And so I, I really became quite um, expert at listening to myself and following my intuition. Uh, I do it all the time with my clients and I did it all the time with my clients. But it was kind of different when doing it for myself. Yeah. Uh, which I think a lot of coaches have that sort of, you know, 
I can do it for yeah, others, I can but agree I'm doing with that. the yeah. <laughs> So it's like, okay, enough, enough. This is for me, absolutely for me. So yeah, so in, in not advertising for, for clients anymore, uh, I spent a lot more time looking at who I am, you know, what what is it that I really want? Um and one thing I was very clear about was I wanted to carry on with clients, but I didn't really have much other, much else that I really wanted to do. And I had a two-week period in early, it was late 2019, early 2020, where it's two or three weeks where I just went down a black hole, completely went down a black hole. Wow. And almost lost myself, but not quite. Uh, and that's because of good friends uh, mm. and being in communication with them. Uh, but I was on my own. I was in a flat on my own in south of London. And, yeah, just almost got completely lost. Mm. And I, I, re I, I can't remember the name of the book. I read this book and there was a question in there which just completely turned everything around for me. And I can't even remember the question, but it was related to my knowing who I am, which again came into the, fell into the sovereignty issue that I'm now dealing mm. with or now working with. Um, and that kind of got me climbing out of the hole, which was great. If I can remember the name of the book, I'll tell you. Um but uh, in coming out of it, it kind of gave me a platform for really beginning to trust me about me, you know, trust me around me, trust my intuition around me. Yeah. Because um, I've been of service for pretty much all my life. And it's like, well, it's time to be of service to me. Yeah. So... As I say, I, I started meditating in, in all well, my meditation was in questions. What do I want? And bottom line, what I wanted was to play. <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting. I can't just play. play. But that's what I wanted. I just wanted to play. And, and that, that, I mean... <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm just playing. I'm playing wow. at life. Yeah. I, uh, I play bridge online now. I go dancing, and for me, that is playing. I do ballroom mm. and Latin American dancing. I do Ciroc or Laroque, because in Scotland it's called Laroque. Um, and I am having so much fun. I'm having fun with my clients. I'm, I got myself into a, a a brand new home which I have extended and I had great fun I'm still having great fun decorating and sorting it finding things that I want not that not things that I should have because somebody else thinks it's great but because I want it so I'm having a huge amount of fun with that I'm living in a small village that's sort of three minutes walk to the sea Wow. Um, I can go uh, horse riding. I can 
go walks. There's a castle up the road with huge grounds where I can go walking and um, playing in the kids' swing park. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, and I'm happy, you know, I really am happy. I'm happy because I'm doing what I, I'm doing what makes me happy, put it that way. Um, And playing makes me happy. And when I'm, you know, I'm not happy 100% of the time because that's just not human. But when it doesn't feel, something doesn't, I'm not going to use the word feeling because it's not, this is not a feeling, it's a sense. Yeah. If something doesn't sense it within within me, if I don't sense it's right, then I don't do it. Right. But it's not really a feeling. It's a hard. It's hard to describe. It's we, we talk about if something feels right, but we kind of get that mixed up with it feeling right in the head, like mm. it, it should be right or I think it's right. That's not what I mean. This is an in an inner it's not is it like an intuitive knowing it is an intuitive knowing absolutely it's like a gut feeling but it's but it's it's very subtle and you have to sit you have to listen because it's not loud it doesn't scream at you yeah if something screams at you, it's definitely not your intuition. <laughs> yes. It's something that's really, really, it's it's just a small, quiet nudge sometimes. And I guess that's what takes the practice, the knowing the difference. And Absolutely. Listening. Absolutely. And, it's, and being open to receive as well, I think. Is it? Yeah, you have definitely have to be open to receive. And it's, it's being open to receiving it. But it's also trusting. That's yeah. the big thing for me because I, I would get it for my clients real easy. But when it came to me, it's like, well, do I trust that? Mm. It's like, well, yeah, I can trust me for, for me. I can trust me for my clients, no question. But can I trust me for me? Um, and my answer to that now is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've uh, strengthened that muscle to the point where, yeah, I can trust my just well, just on that that trust and trusting. Can you can you share the the journey of getting your new home? And oh yes, that was extraordinary. Yeah, that was extraordinary. Um, and I think well, part and parcel of the trust is is allowing synchronicities, I suppose. It's just allowing the universe to show to show the next step. It's trusting the universe, giving up stuff to the universe when you can't. So, so yeah, so my journey of uh, getting here and getting my new home, when I was in London, I knew I had to get out of London. So I sold my flat and I had no idea where I wanted. Well, I kind of knew I wanted to be in Scotland because I had been looking up and down the country. I thought about Cornwall. I thought about um, Wales, but I kind of knew I wanted to be back in Scotland because I am 
I'm from Edinburgh originally, but I wanted to be on the West Coast. And I had been looking and looking and looking and just not really find any, found anything. I came up a couple of times, um, stayed with my friend in Falkirk, and we had a wander around, but never really found what I wanted. And when I was, so having left London, I didn't know where I was going to go. So I bought myself a camper van and I thought, I'll live in the camper van for, you know, however long. Very brave. It was, <laughs> but it was, it was so great. It really was. And I got, so I got this camper van, put all my stuff in, in, uh, um, storage. It was good. It was very good. Actually. I, I was able to get rid of a lot of stuff, put what I had in storage, filled the camper van with what I needed and came up to Scotland. Well, actually I, I spent a fair bit of time, um, in England, North of England, traveling around and then came back up here and I'd stopped looking online at properties. And I was staying in Falkirk with my friend. And to be honest, I don't recall why or how, but I'd gone online and saw this property in Maidens, which is a village on the west coast of Scotland. And I pointed it out to my friend, Jill, and I said, and she said, oh, we've got to go. We've got to go look at it because she knows the area. Yeah. Anyway, so we came and had a look at it. And it was... It was nice. I didn't get excited about it. She got excited about it because, <laughs> A, she knew the area. She thought it was perfect for me. And, and I thought, well, yeah, fine. Nice. Okay. Yes. But I wasn't excited. But what was interesting, well, I'll come back to that. I'll, I'll come back to the, the, the little map I had drawn. Um, so that was at the... I think that must have been sort of October, November. It was November 2021. And we went back to her place and I'm humming and hawing, humming and hawing. Should I put an offer in? Should I put an offer And anyway, so I did. I put an offer in and just thought, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I put the offer in. And I got it accepted. And literally four weeks later, I was in the house. Wow. It was just extraordinary. <laughs> and so I had the van and I thought, well, I've got the money from the flat. I can extend it because it, it needed work. Yeah. So I planned the extension thinking I will stay in the van. Well, one of my, ne my next door neighbor who was 94, oh, he's still 94. 94. Um, he had, I was telling him what I was doing. We became friends. Uh, and I said, I'm going to stay in the van. Now, the works were supposed, supposed to be starting in January. And he's like, you can't stay in the van. It's too cold. And I said, well, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. He said, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. He said, I've got uh, an upstairs uh, room, double bedroom dressing room, bathroom that I don't use. Stay there. <laughs> so for the whole of the works, I literally stayed next door. And just everything just fell into place. Absolutely extraordinary. In fact, I say absolutely extraordinary. It does sound it. But back in early 2020, mid-2020, I can't remember exactly, I 
meditated and asked to be shown my home. And I drew my home. And other than it was almost like a like a, a mirror image. Yeah. In my drawing, I go outside my back door, through a back gate, turn left up a little bit of a hill, and there's the sea. Well, now I go out my front door, turn right, walk about, I don't know, three minutes, and there's the sea. <laughs> oh, great. Brilliant. And the inside is pretty much as I had. It's not. It's not exactly, but it's close enough. But wow. what's fascinating is that, as at the end of my drawing, I got the sense of horses, and I got the sense of horses going past my house, but not not directly past, just at an angle past. And I drew it, and I thought that's a bit weird. And one of the things I thought I wanted to do was grow some vegetables. I thought, well, maybe I'll use the manure from their dropping. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me, the horses. Yeah. Well, I'm in this village called Maidens. I'm the, the first house on the right-hand side as you come into my road. But the, the road, which runs uh, kind of almost perpendicular to my road, Horses go up and down it regularly. <laughs> okay. Thanks, universe. Perfect. Because I love horses. How excellent. So that for me was, in, in, in creating that, I, I drew it out. I, it felt right. I designed it. Um, and... And what I said was, okay, universe, over to you. Wow. This or something better. Excellent. And, and just let it go. And I think that's what, what, I think that's really what trust is all about. You've got to just let go. Know what you want and then let it go. Yeah. Keep taking yeah. steps. Whatever steps you have to take that is right in front of you, just keep moving forward. And the universe will, if you trust it, the universe will provide. Just, just on that, especially the steps. Um, in my my own experience, sometimes I intuitively get a step, and I think, eh, "No," <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's doing it anyway that brings about things you could never have imagined you don't know why you're doing it you don't know why you're going to a certain place but you mm -hmm. go and something you know synchronicity yeah. if you like happens. synchronicity absolutely and it's it's following your heart it's not your mind your mind mm. is going to be logical and come in and say whatever it says because it's been trained to do that we're trained our mind is trained to 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 not be positive most of the time yeah so it's following your heart. It's following that inner intuition, that inner small voice. Because mm. um, the mind makes its decisions based on past experience. The only way new experiences can come through is through intuition and opening your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until you change those beliefs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
you've got to, you have to train your mind. It is trainable, absolutely trainable. So how did you go about training your mind? Do you have a practice that you use, that you started off and honed? Well, I think I've got to the point now where it's become habitual. I don't have to do a practice as such unless I'm really in a state of like this morning for instance it's like they've got so much to do I have no idea where to go what do I do so I just sat down and did nothing and just breathed meditated and then 15 minutes okay fine now I know what to do and got on and got on and got on with it um but otherwise just on a daily basis Mostly, I've kind of just trained myself that I just follow what feels right inside, you know, my sense of rightness. And if I can't get that, then I stop and I sit quietly for a few minutes. But it really has, I think because I've been doing it for some time now, it has become habitual. Is that true? Most of the time. Yeah. So if, if someone's starting out and, and really wants to to hone in their inner knowing and intuition, how would you recommend they go about it to begin with? Just sit quietly and listen. Doesn't have to be for a fixed time. Doesn't have to be an organized meditation. Obviously, if you do, then great. But for a lot of people, meditation is out of their reach. So that, that there's so much going on that they can't meditate or they believe they can't meditate. So take meditation out of it and just sit quietly. And sometimes oh, I don't have to, if people say, oh, I, I don't have time to sit quietly. Well, I know one time when you do have time to sit quietly and that's when you're sitting on the loo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you can sit quietly on the loo. Spend an extra couple of minutes and just sit quietly with yourself. Isn't that the um, the, the jokey metaphor where one of the uh, trainees goes up to the Buddha and says, I haven't got time to meditate for 15 minutes. And the Buddha says, okay, do it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't take long. You, you, you know, you just sit quietly, take a few deep breaths. A few belly breaths, really breathe into your belly and just whew, just let go and listen. You could probably just be listening to your mind to start with, which is fine. But eventually, gradually, take your awareness to your heart and listen. And if you practice just taking your awareness to your heart and listen, see what pops up. And it might be nothing. It might just be noise to start with. But it, you, will, you will get there. You will get there. It's all in the listening. So do you know what's next for you? Um. Well, what's immediately next for me is getting my house. I've got boxes everywhere and bits and pieces I need to tidy up and sort. So there's lots of things to do in the house. 
but I'm here on my own, so there's no urgency for that. What's next is to continue to play. Um, I'm actually, one of my um, neighbors goes curling. Oh. Do you know what curling is with the yes. big stones? And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting because there's a bowling club here, you know, green bowling. And I was going to, well, bowling doesn't quite, <laughs> doesn't quite do it for me, but maybe I'll try curling next. Why not? Why not? So I'm continuing to play and the, my next sort of work step, I haven't really got that yet. Hmm. I'm considering mulling over, not sure. That will show, when that's ready, it'll show up. That's that's how I am with it. That, well, in, and it's been like that for a long time, or certainly since 2019 anyway, where I'm, nothing grabs me with regard to work other than carrying on my one-to-one -one sessions. Um, but my sense is, it's not far away. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next is not far away. <laughs> It'll show up when it's ready, when I'm ready. Just getting, um, going a little bit backwards onto the, the, the meditation and, and finding that sort of inner knowing and, and inner peace. Mm -hmm. We're kind of in a time where I think it's safe to say there's a lot of people experiencing massive change, transformation, loss, and you know all sorts of ways with loss. Um, is there any tips, advice, um, suggestions you have for them? This might sound a bit flippant, but it isn't meant to be. When you're going down the tunnel, through a tunnel, the light up ahead is not a train. Yeah. Um, you know, similar kind of thing. There, there are silver linings to every cloud. Um, and really what that, what I'm saying there is if you can, take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Mm. You know, all of the negativity that happens to us has its upside, if you like. We don't always see it, certainly not when we're going through it, and sometimes it takes time afterwards to see what the upside is or what the silver lining is. But once you've got through the trauma and can begin to see from a different perspective, you can then begin to see, well, what was the purpose of that? What did I learn from that? Or what is my learning from that? Because I don't believe 
things happen randomly. Mm. I do believe that each one of us, I to say this, each one of us creates our own life. You know, and, and I can hear people going to say, well, X, Y, Z happened to me and there's no way I created that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering whether I should share my childhood trauma as I'll an example. I'll leave that choice with you, but yes. Okay. All righty. Well, this is for those people who think it's impossible to see any silver lining um, or to see to, that it's impossible that they created their own life. Um, I was sexually abused by my father when, I don't remember when it started, it was something like three or four maybe, until I was 12 or 11 or 12. And I, for a long time, I felt guilt and shame and did got involved in a lot of personal development work. And one of the things I got from it, from the personal development work, was or someone said to me, you know, we create our own lives. Um, and I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Why would I do that? That would be stupid. Yeah. And I just really got angry. Yeah. And they couldn't really explain it to me. So I was left in, you know, anger. So then I went out, I went on a, a date with this guy who was uh, a Muslim. And I'd been on a few dates with him and I shared my childhood with him. And because he was talking about his religion and I said, I don't believe in God. Um, mm -hmm. And she, he said that... Um, you know, when I shared what I had, what had happened to me as a child. I've got my, oh, sorry, it's just completely gone out of my head. He said something about God. And he said, gosh, isn't it funny? I cannot remember what he said. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I got from it. What I got was... We discussed it, and, and what mm. came out of it for me was that my soul chose this lifetime. So my choosing of this lifetime comes from my soul, whatever that means for people. And for me, it means that you know, we are, when we pass, when we, when we die, we go off to this other realm and then choose the next lifetime. Not everybody's going to believe that and that's fine. Um, but at some level, that soul wanted to experience what happened to me. And when I could see it from that perspective, it's like, okay, so what, what did my soul want? Did it really want me to be in pain and hurt? 
No. What it wanted was the experience. Because I believe that at the soul level, we forget what it's like to be human, the pain and the hurt of being a human being. Just like when we die, we forget. Sorry, when we're born, we forget that we're a soul. We forget that we've had all these other lifetimes. Yeah. At least, you know, some children still remember, obviously. Yeah. Um, so in, in, in getting that my soul's choice was to have the mother and father I had, to have the experiences I had, and therefore all the learning. And all of that learning, all of that experience that I had as a child, and all of the dealing with it as I grew up, if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. No question. Yeah. yeah. I, when I'm working with a client, they can tell me anything. They can say anything. Nothing phases me. I can deal with anything and everything, pretty much. Obviously, yeah. there's some stuff not, but pretty much I can deal with everything. When it comes to something like clinical depression, that might be a different thing. But, um, you know, if there's something that's... Uh, physically mentally uh wrong then i then i don't i can't deal with it but if it's if it's anything else that is emotional then yeah but nothing will face me because of what i dealt with and had to deal with in growing up i hope that answered the question yeah and 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 just following on from that because you know I, I call this the, the Choosing Happy podcast because mm-hmm. I wanted to explore how our choices really do impact our happiness and, and pass forward and that ability to build resilience enough to be able to choose rather than react. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Can change things. And just just what you've said basically has that helped you be able to create this intuitive space where your choice actually is is coming from an inner knowing now rather than a mental reaction mm-hmm. or response yeah well said well said definitely and is there is there one one key point that would help someone who who maybe is is listening and and thinking you know they've been to to hell and back mm-hmm. um that can get them into that perspective of being able to to stand back i mean one of the thoughts that came to me when you were talking is that sometimes everything has to fall apart before you can rebuild something new and beautiful um, but it's the one key point for you that that allows you to step back when you're in the midst of the darkness. So you you know you were saying <clears throat> you went into the darkness and it was your friends that pulled you out. Um, is there anything else you know that you use as a tool that maybe gets you to to step back? Well, yes. I mean, uh, my friends helped, but I had to contact them first. Uh-huh. I had to make the first move because they didn't know what state I was in. Yeah. So that 
So how you did know, you choose? What was the what was the the thoughts or the what what made you choose to to reach out? Well, I think the thought was, was either that or die, mm. and I wasn't ready to die. Right. I think that was the thought at the time. Right. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's probably <laughs> the ultimate thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, that, well, I suppose the thing to say is you can, you can do it. You can choose. You know, we've been trained so badly culturally, educationally, um, we don't get any real education on how powerful we are. Mm. And, you know, families, mine's a great example. No one, they didn't say they were proud of me. They didn't tell me they loved me. You know, there was, we don't get any of that. And it's like, well, you don't need to get it from outside. You've got it within you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that love and appreciation is always within you. You just need to uncover it. Reach out and ha and get help from someone who can help you uncover it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think bottom line, for me, reach out or die. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. painful. Yeah. And I didn't want to die. And I'm glad I didn't want to die <laughs> because I'm very happy now in my little playful life. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. And just on the the playful part, um, this is this is my own personal experience. Is is that we're we're not really encouraged to play. There's um, mm. there's that difference between being childlike and childish. But mm -hmm. being childlike is magical. But mm -hmm. that's not what's really. Encouraged, and that's really the root to a lot of creativity, in my experience. Definitely. Um, what are your thoughts around? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, I, I um, when I when I play, I play bridge. I play bridge online. You know, bridge is is it can be taken very seriously, but I, you know, it's fun. It is yeah. fun, um, and dancing for me is fun. Uh, and dancing is, well, the, the ballroom in Latin American is, is not childish at all, it's, <laughs> but it is great fun because I love moving. Yeah. I love the partnership and the, the, the partnership is playful. Yes. And then with La Rock and Siroc, I mean, that can be, it's not childish, not at all. It can definitely be childlike. Um, yeah. It is childlike. It, it's 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 just great fun, and I think it's not. Eh. You know, people being playful is doing what is fun for you. You know, for for some people, um, analyzing figures and documents is fun. Now that's a you million mean, miles mean from my fun. Like Sorry? me creating, like me creating videos around software, I I kind of get excited about that. Fabulous! That's fun. That's for nobody you. else's. 
if that's played for you, then do it. My God, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't. It, there's no prescript prescription for for fun. It's whatever yeah. you find fun, and who cares what anybody else thinks about it? It's irrelevant what everybody else thinks about it. If you're having fun, then play, have fun, be like the child who has fun. Because the child, when the child's at play, the child doesn't give two hoots what's going on yeah. elsewhere or what anybody <laughs> thinks about it. <laughs> just go and have fun. You know, just going for a walk might be fun. Just, oh, I don't know. This is what it, every individual has their own um, ideas of what fun or their own sense of what fun is for them. And that's that's all there is for them to do, as far as I'm concerned. And um, if we're talking about um, kind of law of attraction, opening up mm -hmm. and and going for what you love, mm -hmm. that that sense of fun is really important because that's the the vibration you want to have when you're imagining exactly what you want as well. Absolutely. Order, yeah. So there's no yeah. attachment. It's just fun to create it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to, got to let go of the attachments. Yeah. <laughs> Visualize it, feel into it, be clear about it, and then let it go. Give it up to the universe. Yeah. And just trust. Trust that whatever happens, you, it'll be the right thing for you. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea this house was going to be the right thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's perfect. Well, it's been absolutely wonderful talking with you. Very, a lot of wisdom today. Good. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. Is there anything else you'd like to, to share to close on? I think just no, it's it, <laughs> just be, just be yourself. <laughs> it's just, just about being yourself. And if anyone wants a one-to-one -one session, how do they contact you? They can go to uh, www.purplepathway.com um, or they can email me mayala at purplepathway.com Okay, I'll put those links in the show notes and thank you again it's been lovely Thank you Heather you. and uh, good luck with the rest of your podcasts thank good, you. good work, good work Thanks Take care Take care Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast if you liked the episode, please feel free to share it with anyone you believe it could help. And if you really like it, I'd be grateful if you could leave a review. There's the opportunity to subscribe so that you get notifications about future episodes. And thank you again for taking the time to listen. I'm Heather Masters, and this was the Choosing Happy Podcast.